Welcome to the Mary Mack Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. Hello, my friend. How are you feeling this week? I'm hoping that you're well and safe. This week, I thought I'd continue now and discuss other issues which come up for us along this journey. As we discussed last week, it is normal and natural to grieve the death of a pet And no, you are not crazy. Because pet loss is usually looked upon as something you don't have a right to feel, you may judge yourself as to whether you should be grieving at all for your fur babies. Do not second-guess yourself. You are entitled to every feeling that you have. I realize there are many of us who are so devastated by the death of our fur babies. We either call in sick or just take vacation so we can grieve in peace. We do this because so many bosses would not understand us telling them that we needed time to mourn the loss of our dog or cat. A study in the United Kingdom showed that 35% of people admitted taking time off to either settle new pets into the home or care for a sick pet. 25% say they were just too upset to go to work after their four-legged friends had died. And another survey showed that pet owners took around eight days due to grief after the death of a pet. And 79% felt that their bosses would not be sympathetic or understand their pain, so the only way to get time off would be to call in sick. We have to remember that our pets are such a big part of our lives. They are with us each day for many hours of the day. When you think about it, even our closest relatives who don't live with us aren't around us each day. The unconditional love we feel for our pets is unique. The humans in our lives, no matter how well-intentioned, cannot love us unconditionally. But our pets accept us completely for who we are. 
They love us, flaws and all. They don't look at our status in the world. They don't care where we live or work, what our nationality is. All they need is our love, kindness, attention, and of course, food and water. And they're set. <laughs> our job is to protect and care for them. And sometimes when they die or are lost, we feel like we have failed them. And when we feel these things, the emotional freedom technique is what you need to learn and use to get through these difficult times. Our loneliest times come when we realize that we are not caring for them or enjoying them as we once did. Coming home from work and there is no one to greet you at the door, all excited to see you. When it's time to feed them and there is no longer need to do so. Even if you have another pet, you still miss fixing their dish too. You feel their absence. Then there are times you would walk them each day. How can you fill this void? And what about when they were there with you to snuggle with, talk to, play with, go for drives with, even day trips and vacations. I remember when Daisy died, I knew I had to fill that time, so I'd go for walks anyway at night, and even though I would cry when I'd see other dogs, I tried very hard to feel grateful for their masters, who still did have their pets. And often I would ask to pet those I knew whom Daisy and I had made friends with along the way. Many owners expressed their sympathy, and it was very comforting then to know they did understand my pain. We have to remember that fur babies really do take on many roles in our lives, and we don't give them credit for all of them. They can be our child, our roommate, the greeter when we arrive home, they can be our pillow, vacation buddy, best friend, confidant, excellent listener, food taster, alarm clock, exercise companion, and even one who sleeps with us each night. Losing all those things in one beloved animal, it is truly a great loss. So how can we handle all our feelings? When we feel the void of their presence, we need to develop other uses of our time. Can we visit with another friend and spend time with them? If you think you can handle it, visit with a friend who has a pet that you can play with, cuddle with, and soothe some of the pain you feel. Sometimes it might be too soon, but ultimately you can think of that pet as your surrogate pet for the time being. They are serving a purpose for you, and that is to just for a while be comforted in a way that only another fur baby can give you. And I want you to be around those who are lovers of fur babies. It is only they who can comfort you when you are so sad and in so much pain. The people we don't want around us are those who belittle your grief, telling you that you can get another animal, or ask you why you're grieving so deeply, because after all, it's just a dog, it's just a cat. 
They simply can't understand why you were so upset. So please don't waste your time trying to gain solace from people like this. They don't understand what you're going through and probably don't want to. They consider your pain to be insignificant. Stay away and find dog, cat, or animal lovers in your community through searching online using the words pet loss groups and add your town and state. There are also wonderful pet loss helplines, some at veterinarian medical schools in the United States. Visit their websites and see what services they might offer you. I will share a link in the show notes. You might also ask your own veterinarian or humane society to recommend a pet loss counselor or support group in your area. I've always said that I choose to only be around those who celebrate me, not tolerate me. Don't waste your words, your pain, or sorrow on ignorant people who don't understand how painful pet loss can be. Find people who celebrate you, grief and all. As I said in the last episode, it is very difficult to experience a pet's death, but when you have already experienced a beloved human, and this pet has gotten you through a very painful, sorrowful, and tragic time in your life as you grieved for that individual, and then that pet dies, it can be overwhelming. Realize this pain may take longer and be deeper. You are, in essence, grieving two losses now, and using rescue remedy and the emotional freedom technique will help you become more stable as you walk through this journey. I also want to discuss how to talk with children who may be grieving after a pet's death, which can be the first death they have endured. Only you can be the best judge of how much and what information you might want to share with your child or children. But don't be deceived that they have no clue about what is going on. They are very keen little ones and are deeply aware that the home is different, missing someone very special to them, and they are not sure what might be going on. First of all, be honest. Don't lie and say the pet is away because they will be expecting it to come home at some point in the near future. And they will ask you and call you out on it. And then what will you say? We need to make it clear that the pet will not be coming home. Otherwise, they will be in anguish and it will be harder to accept a new pet into the family because they're waiting for the first one to arrive. Don't tell them you put the pet to sleep. Many of us use that terminology, but as adults, we know what that means, but children do not. They think the pet is actually sleeping and will wonder when it will wake up and come to play with them again. So tell them, that the pet has died and is now free from pain and is happy. Always acknowledge your children's pain. 
Never belittle their grief or tell them to stop crying. Their pain is just as valid as yours is. They are just young and can't put words to their pain as you can. Don't assume a child is too young or too old to grieve a pet's death. And it's important that you not hide your own pain and tears. Work through this as a family, giving younger members the ability to express all their feelings aloud. Comfort them, console them, acknowledge all their pain, never make light of it. Another issue we must discuss is the grief of the other pets that might be in the family. Yes, pets do grieve too. And if you've had more than two or several pets in your household at a time and one dies, you will definitely see the morose, lethargic manner your other pets display. They may even stop eating for a time. They know their other pet is no longer there. They just can't find them. They might look everywhere for their buddy and still have no success. After a while, they wonder where they went and if they will ever come back. I can only imagine what's going on for them. Once there were two, three, four, or more of their furry friends whom they lived with, played with, ate with, slept with, and even fought with. And now they've basically disappeared and they have no idea what happened to them. It might sound a little wacky. Oh, but you know me by now and I do wacky things like make you dance at the end of each podcast. But I think it would be a good exercise to take the other animals one by one and look them deep in the eye and tell them that your dog or cat was sick and was hurt and has died. If you believe, tell them that they are in heaven and we will all meet them again at some time in the future. As I mentioned when I spoke about Joshua's death, I had a dream not long after he died where I saw my grandmother walking with Daisy my beloved Shih Tzu, who died in 2000, was walking behind her, and right there was Joshua, all happy, swinging his tail following Daisy. I can still see that image, and I must say it gives me great comfort. And yes, I do believe that one day I will be reunited with them when I die. I'd also like to discuss their belongings. You have their bowl, toys, bed, blankets, rugs, their leash, and other things that were part of their life, and looking at each one as time goes on can be a painful reminder of what you don't do with your pet any longer. Only you can decide what is best when it comes to their belongings. I have an episode on how to handle belongings for a human and I bet most of that will help you also. You can hear my advice in episode 31. Remember, at the beginning, do not give away, donate, or even touch anything. Later, when you are a little bit more clear thinking, 
You can put things in a special box and make decisions when you don't feel so overwhelmed. Or you can simply move their things to other places in your home so you don't see them in their usual place. Now, let's talk about the possibility of getting a new pet. Clearly, you will never be able to replace your pet with another one. They had their own personality and charm. So some feel the need to do so immediately or shortly after the death, but most wait a while since they feel it is disloyal to their pet who died. This is natural and normal also. It's just like if your spouse died. It would take a while until you felt like dating again, and definitely before you felt ready to engage in a serious relationship with someone other than your original partner. It takes time to allow yourself to love again. You will need to talk about the pet that died. You will reminisce with people who loved your pet about all the funny things they did, or the expressions they made when you spoke to them, or the times they played in the water, or came in after a long rainstorm and was soaking wet. All those perfect memories you have in your mind or in your photos. They will always bring you joy. So choosing your next pet is a very personal thing. A decision only you can make. And with time, you may choose another, but then you might decide to forego welcoming another animal into your home at all. It might be because you're not emotionally ready. It might be as simple as, now you've chosen to be freer, to travel and roam, and not feel the tug of having to race home to care and feed your beloved pet. And I want you to know that this is perfectly, perfectly all right. There is no need to feel guilty for any reason if you choose to remain babyless. But if you do choose to bring another pet into your life, might I suggest you give preference to an animal who may have lost their master also. There are many loving pets whose owners may have died, especially when the owner was elderly and their pet was now left with no one to care for them. Imagine the sadness this little fur baby would have knowing that their master is now dead and they are all alone in the world. If you hear about little ones who have no one, please consider loving them and giving them a good home. It would seem like a perfect fit. Lastly, I want to touch on how we can honor the memory of our beloved pet. Some plant a bush or a flowering plant or a tree on the grounds of their home, maybe even burying their ashes there. Some choose a cemetery and headstone. Some scatter their ashes in a favorite place. Some raise balloons with notes attached, especially wonderful for children to say what they want to say to their beloved dog, cat, or other animal. Yet something that you might also consider is having a gathering with other dog or cat lovers, either in person or online, 
to remember all the fun things you did together with your fur baby. Many of your friends will have additional stories to tell, which you might not have remembered over the years, and it will bring back heartwarming feelings of love that you experienced. It is a lovely way to remember such a special pet. Living life with the love of a pet is one of life's greatest joys. Their unselfish commitment, unconditional love for us, is without measure. They lit up our lives, and no one can ever remove all the love you felt for them in your heart. When you are in pain, always write all the things you feel grateful for that they gave you. What you shared was one of the most unique relationships you have ever felt. There will never be another Joshua. There will never be another Daisy. And there will never be another of your fur baby. Honor their life. Shine a light on the love they shared with you. Bless them for all they did for you. So now... It's time to get up and move our bodies and dance, dance, dance. And I know you might think this is a little wacky, but just do it anyway, okay? listening in today. Remember to write five things in your journal each evening that you are grateful for. Visit my website, marymac.info, for your free book. Please subscribe, rate, and review my podcast wherever you listen to me. And share it with those who will benefit from it. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak to you again soon.